This is FS Uncovered, podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. So we're at the end of December, so this is a good time for a fall recap with our agronomy manager, Brian, and energy manager, Tony. So if you guys want to give quick recaps of each of your departments. So Tony, do you want to start off with your department? please sure krista so i'd say just like we we come off of most seasons i I would call the fall uh, a pretty good success that we had you know if we we talk about uh, liquid fuel first you know we started out i think we did a pretty good job getting everybody filled up uh, when needed Um, one of the things that was uh, quite the buzz uh, throughout the season was inventory issues. Uh, you heard you heard from the countryside. It was a big topic uh, in the in the news. I think we navigated that that uh, pretty very well. Uh, one thing that helped is you know we source our our products from multiple different uh, terminals where we can we can pull from. We we keep uh, we keep in store what gallons uh, um, at a facility up north that we can pull product down we're able to use that we were able to navigate that through uh when, when at, at different times when, when when things got tight uh in propane well, we saw a lot more usage this fall than what we had the previous fall uh there wasn't the same amount of supply concerns with propane that we saw in, in the in the liquid fuel side um propane is kind of inventories have kind of picked up from from a year ago uh versus liquid fuel where we see we see a lesser, lesser amounts, but no, I think overall our, our delivery personnel, uh, did an, did a fantastic job of, uh, uh, taking care of customers on the propane side, liquid fuel side, uh, a lot of extra hours during that time and weekends. And, uh, despite all that, we, uh, uh, did a, did a, did a fantastic job. All right. Uh, Brian, agronomy, fall recap. Thanks, Krista. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll chat a little bit about uh, in the agronomy world. We had a pretty good fall. Um, farmers had a really good fall when you look at um, harvest weather. Um, so able to get the crop out in a pretty timely manner. Um, yields were expectations. I'd call them uh, average to above average. Corn yields were were above average. Uh, soybean yields were, were probably average. Maybe in some circumstances they were below average. Um, I think the expectation for a lot of guys is, uh, you know, in a corn yield, if they're not raising 200, 225, 250 bushel corn, I mean, I don't think they're, uh, I think it's just more of a a normal year, an average year, even though I I still think it's, you know, pretty stellar, um, yields, uh, soybeans, I think they're probably more, a little more disappointed because, you know, a lot of, a lot of crop got planted in the month of May and, I still think that expectation of, of soybeans is, you know, 75, 80 bushel beans. And you see a lot of smiles on people's faces and not saying that there wasn't any of that, but uh, there were probably more low 70s, even high 60 soybean yields out there than uh, than probably what was expected because beans actually looked really good. And we had, you know, through the summer months, we had adequate rainfall in some places. We had more than adequate at rainfall, um, uh, but uh I think that hurt in certain situations, but it definitely helped in a lot of other situations. So overall, harvest went well. You know, when we got into fall application timings, you know, we did, 
you know, harvest started in after Labor Day, middle of September, and it drug on until the middle middle end of November. Um, so I say it went well. We were blessed with pretty pretty darn good weather in the month of October, um, and even the month of November, drier conditions. So a few spotty rains here and there, but uh, we were drier before that, so it was able to soak up fairly well and uh, get back to running in a couple of days. So. Uh, you know, environment and, and temperatures, uh, lack of rainfall, we, we were pretty blessed this fall and being able to get harvest completed, but also get fall operations completed. Um, you know, dry fertilizers, uh, you know, it still takes a good 25 days or so to get it all completed. Uh, we had a fairly normal year when you look at acres um, across the board spread. Last year was a record year, um, given that we were, you know, probably 50% from the prices side. We were probably 50% of what we were this fall. So, you know, we're coming off a, a record year from last fall. But, you know, when you look at historical values over the past five years, we're, we're right in line with average of what we traditionally do in the fall. For, for P&K, um, when you look at uh, anhydrous ammonia, uh, we had a, a great November to get um, anhydrous ammonia tons put on the ground, scattered across, you know, our entire territory. We never run into any supply issues uh, at all to speak of uh, on anhydrous ammonia. There were some supply issues with dry products. Um, we had the, the river was an issue um, back in November, again, stemming for, from the, you know, dry conditions that we've had or we had. We got to some pretty critical low levels when you look south on the on the southern half of the Mississippi River. Engineers had to do some dredging to get boats to go down and come up, um, and they're still continuing to do dredging in the lower Mississippi River Valley because, yeah, we've had rain here over the past few weeks, I'll say, but uh, still, I think with the freeze that's coming here in winter, uh, that'll lower. Um, river levels now so I think it could be a short-term fix um, these river levels have come up and we're back to somewhat normal drafts I'll call them so the what barges can actually bring up the river and take down the river so we're at normal levels today um, but that may soften again once we start to freeze up the water up north so um, that had some supply issues it took two three times, four times as long to get a barge up from uh, New Orleans as, as what it used to. You know, you were, you, it'd take you 10 days to get a barge up from New Orleans. And, um, uh, you know, this fall it was taken four weeks, uh, maybe even slightly longer. Um, so I think that puts some guys in a pinch. We're blessed with, with what we've got in storage and, and our handling capabilities that uh, we never run into any issues at all. Um, but... Um, there were definitely some terminals that were that were pinching pretty hard. So, but overall, I mean, given the the fall season, I think everybody had a great uh, fertility run, great nitrogen run, and uh, you know, I'll speak on you know fall chemistry is which you know we need to promote more and more because you know our seasons continue to be a crunch, uh, fall and spring. Demand continues to increase on just productivity and getting stuff done more in a tighter window now in the fall and spring definitely in the springtime 
So it's it's more critical for for our patrons to know and our operations team, our sales teams to uh, to get as much fall chemistry on as we possibly can to to keep fields clean uh, going into spring. So you know we're not making an additional pass in the springtime when when to burn down fields and to clean fields up. You know we're we're robbing away from uh, where we're we've got corn planters and soybean planters running. And we should be running you know the uh, the residual paths uh, on those acres instead of trying to kill three foot tall weeds in in March and April. So that start clean, stay clean mentality, and and we continue to build that. But the environment plays a, a huge role. But uh, we had a good fall uh, chemistry season to keep fields clean as well. So you know. Recapping all that, I think you know fall was somewhat long and drug out to a certain degree, but but the weather was fantastic and it, and allowed us to get everything done. And and for our listening audience, they're not viewing listening audience as I've messed that up before. Uh, you know when 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 we all have good falls, it means that that uh, the rest of the season is is not. I can't say that it's going to be perfect, but it definitely relieves a lot of stress and a lot of tension on our businesses and and, and uh, really dictates what the year is going to look like. So I have to say that ours it looks good today, but we've got a long ways before uh, it's over. But uh, I can't say, uh, you know, thank you to, to all our patrons, especially I want to thank all our employees um, who put in the long hours and, and time to complete all the tasks that, uh, that were necessary. And, uh, you know, I, it's something that I, I feel that we don't probably do enough of is just thanking our, our people, um, because they're the, the blood of our business and they're the blood of our patrons business, um, as well, completing all the tasks. So it's critical that in my opinion, we've got to really appreciate those folks and there's a sincere appreciation for what they do on a daily basis. So I do want to call that out. So Thanks, Brian. Our employees definitely can play a crucial part in getting everything done that needs to get done, and they do a fantastic job each and every season. Like you said, big shout-out to all our employees out there. Um, Do you guys want to talk about any outlooks that you might have um, as far as winter, early spring? Um, Tony, I know the heating season, we're having our first big blustery cold spell here um call it a blizzard well they are they do say blizzard conditions (laughs) every you know every every year though they come up with a new uh they come up with a new kind of term for like the big storm so like snowpocalypse but like (laughs) i feel like the past couple years we've had uh polar vortex um like a Blizzard, like a oh. cyclone, whatever. I, I mean, uh, uh, they said that one this morning. Um, yeah, it was some some cyclone thing. Bomb cyclone, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it something like yes. that? Yes, it, it's 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 all marketing. Uh, so you know, yeah. That, but yeah, we're in the next few days here. We're getting our first uh, first you know so really freezing temperatures. Of course. In uh, six, seven days, it's going to be back up to 50 degrees. But it, it, we've had it. Yeah, it's been an increasing demand on on propane uh, across the Midwest. And 
you know, despite that, uh, heading into this week, we've had, we, in the Midwest, we've had builds. Uh, we were at a, a better, uh, better percentage uh, of, uh, to crude than what we were, uh, last year. Um, we're, we're pretty, looking pretty good on the five year average. So there's some terminals down here that are, that are down for maintenance. Uh, that's, you know, that's, so everything's mostly is coming up north. It's causing a little bit of product delays, but nothing, nothing in terms of, uh, issues going forward. You know, we've kind of, when, when those types of things happen, this is kind of the reason why we've spent money on, on storage the last couple of years to kind of weather, you know, the, those outages, those, those delays and everything like that. So, so we've got good inventory. Uh, Midwest has good inventory. And, uh, like I said, we've got four or five days here of, uh, of, of freezing temperatures, but we'll be back up to, uh, in the fifties. And, 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 you know, as the winter goes on, just like a regular winter, we're going to have times in January and February, uh, with those moments. And, and yeah, same thing. You might have some tightness on pro- on product for a little bit, but overall, uh, supply, supply is good on propane this year. So we're just going to have a winter. It's just winter, right? Well, like I said, it's it's going to be winter, but it's going to be mixed in. We're going to have these oh, okay. uh, key for key terms to yeah, to so, uh, to to you know make sure you go out and and get get enough bread and uh, yeah yeah uh, for sixty sixty days worth. And uh, you said it's marketing. It's it's the scare right. tactics of right. Uh, oh my, the world's going to end because we're going to have two days of do you do 30, you, 40 degree winds? I, 30, I just 30, 40 I, mile an hour winds and. I just thought of I just thought of this, but do you think, uh, do you think that people like meteorologists, people like that, uh, are business weather, do you think on the side, do you think they, uh, are, uh, shareholders in, uh, uh, publicly traded grocery chains? Nope. I see. Um, do you think, do you think that, do you think that grocery chain, grocery chains pass money to meteorologists in order to, uh, create a buzz? Nope. I see. Nope. Okay. Well, no, I, I'm not starting that rumor. I just didn't want to see if uh, what your thoughts were on that. Yeah. No. I. I don't. I don't feel that that's the case. I. I just feel that uh, we're all winter storms now are a lot different than winter storms when as younger. I feel. But like. are they? Well, I don't. And maybe when I was a kid, I just didn't pay as much attention to news and. I mean, I can remember all that, but it's like, oh, it's gonna snow. Okay, you know, off to school the next day still, and now it's like, oh my god. I think no. that's the social media in- influence <laughs> that uh, that has on our society today that we blow things way out of proportion. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I can remember when I was a kid, and that wasn't, you know, that was a fairly long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. But you used to have snowstorms that would, you know, you, you'd go through certain areas in the countryside, and and you'd have drifts that were as big as you know the the cab on the the road grader. Um, you know, I mean, we don't have those anymore. So, um, you know, if, if we had one of those, it would really be a snow apocalypse or whatever, you know, whatever they call them. Um, you know, snowmageddon. Come up, come up with your own phrase. Come up with your, with your own term. I mean, snowmageddon. I mean, I mean, we, we wouldn't go to work for a month because, you know, that, you know, you look at the Buffalo situation where they have six or seven feet of snow because they're right on the east side of the lake. And it's like, oh, well, guys, that's just winter. <laughs> but me, we miss Midwesterners think that a two inch or three inch snow anymore is just oh god, start freak out mode and it's I don't know I just people I think take things way out of proportion and it's still a the year is still seasons so we do still have a spring and a summer and a fall and a winter so the expectation that uh, 
know, mm-hmm. every day's got to be this hunky, glory, 50-degree, sunshiny day in the middle of winter. Is Sorry. All right, so I digress in our winter discussion. <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, a little forecast for um, for our listeners, f- for at least the agronomy side. So there's been a little bit of softening in the P&K markets. So uh, I think we're... It's hard to say whether we're, we've hit the bottom or not. I feel we probably have hit the bottom uh, of a lot of the markets, P and K wise. The big thing is obviously going to be what's our demand going to be like if if we've got a really lack of demand. I know a lot of people, companies north of us, have had stellar falls again, and uh, their their spring is going to be very lackluster. But uh, they're still a spring business, um, and it's not just right here locally. Uh, it's it's from here south. Uh, across the Midwest. So there's still a pretty large spring business to be had. And uh, so we'll kind of see what demand does here. But uh, we've got, I don't think there's much of a supply issue at all to speak of. I think it's going to take a little bit longer to to get some products in, but I think they'll, they should arrive in time, I would expect. So uh, no big concerns there from a, uh, from a fertility side. From a nitrogen side, I think we're anhydrous ammonia, especially. I think we've uh, We've kind of set the floor of, of where our pricing is going to lay. I know we've got some prepay prices out there, and um, that's, they're, they're attractive values given where we come off them from the last part of, of fall where the market kind of jumped up pretty high. But uh, um, I think if I'm a, a spring grower, I'm, I'm locking some things in, putting it behind me and focusing on, you know, hauling grain this winter and and uh, focusing on how I can, you know, increase production for next year. So kind of easier to say in my seat, you know, versus a farmer's seat. But I mean, I don't see the market, you know, tanking a hundred bucks. I don't see it skyrocketing a hundred bucks. The only thing that I can see that, you know, if you run into a, if we run into a natural gas issue, especially when you look at Europe and if we start to see double, uh, you know, natural gas in Europe has probably come off 50%. If we, if we see it back up to where the levels were when this Russia, Ukraine thing happened, we may see some producers, um, you know, especially over there. Uh, they're definitely uh, it's going Im- to impact them. So we could see it maybe happen here, affect us here domestically. But we'll just kind of have to cross that bridge as it comes. So overall, though, I think you know from an agronomy side, I think the the outlook looks pretty good. So. Well, thank you guys for those quick recaps and a little bit of an outlook for. Um, this coming winter, early spring. But before we break, Christmas is right around the corner. So I put together a little trivia game for you guys. Okay, so we're going to play Christmas trivia. So each of you have a board to write on. And I'm going to ask a question. You're going to write down your answers. It's like a paint stick. Do we go get you another marker? No, this works fine. Okay. So you guys are going to write down your answers, and I'm going to keep score, and we're going to see who wins at the end, who has the most right answers. Okay. What happens if we tie? Well, then I'll have a tiebreaker question. Feats of strength? I'm going to (laughs) lose. I kept them fairly easy and generic, so. (laughs) Are these, what kind of, are these Christmas? Christmas, I see. Okay. Okay. From the two most festive... Guys, I know. in the office. That's why I thought it would be really fun. Well done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, makes sense. Okay, so question one. In total, how many gifts were given in the 12 days of Christmas? 
Oh, God. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Damn it. <laughs> 11. Well, you're supposed to write down your answer, not shout it out. <laughs> I know it's not 11. How many is it? You're writing too much. Okay. Are you about done? I'm done. Brian? Okay. Tony says 78. Brian says 23. 364. Holy shit. Okay. Well, that's that's not right. 364. Oh, you go each each time. Oh, I get it. Do you? I get things. Okay. I'm a little slow. That's why you put 78? Yeah, I get it now. I didn't say I got it then. Okay, next question. Uh, which fairy tale served as inspiration for the first gingerbread houses? You said these are easy. I got my answer. Brian, any guesses? No. Tony got it. Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. Maybe I should skip that one for Brian. Here, Brian, you'll get this one. Which drinks manufacturer is said to have popularized Santa's red and white costume? Well, it's not Bush Light. <laughs> and it's not... You're supposed to be writing down. <laughs> like this is... It's not Woodford Reserve. <laughs> what was the question again? Which drinks manufacturer... Drinks manufacturer. Okay, so Anheuser-Busch. Just Bush, think of like a classic... Coors Miller. No, not... It's not a beer. Oh, Water? You just gotta write it down, man. Alright, keep going. Don't give him any you can't get this is a if this is a competition, you can't be given hints. Okay. Like do I've got it written a, down, I'm ready to do go. Do you have a final guess? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Brian says Pepsi, Tony said Coca-Cola. Tony's got it. That's close. So. <laughs> you just picked the wrong damn one. <laughs> What city do the Griswolds live in in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Wait a minute. City where it was filmed or city... Where the Griswolds lived. lived. I'm going to get this wrong, but because I, I feel like it's one a... Would have, don't you... Do you guys like this movie? It's, it's a probably funny some made-up... <laughs> Brian says Baltimore. That's wrong. Tony, Chicago. That's correct. Okay, I thought it was going to be like a suburb. No. Like a... <laughs> Made up fictional suburb or something like that. Uh, I don't have any Baltimore. Idea. I don't know. He's wearing a he's wearing a Blackhawks jersey. I don't remember these things. Not an me. Orioles shirt. Okay, Ravens. Uh, another Ravens. <laughs> Ravens another weren't mo- Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens were not in existence when the time of the of the when the film was made. Okay. Appreciate the history lesson. <clears throat> okay, another movie question. Is this a? This should be instead of Christmas history. This should be how dumb Brian is history. <laughs> I can do that for next one if you want. We just just retitle <laughs> this one. What is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? Man, I'm, I was surprised by it. I want to say a Christmas story, but it's probably no, not. no. It's uh, it's Elf. Do we give you a clue? Clue it up. Home Alone. You gotta write it down. Home Alone. Home Alone. Wait a second. 
It's a, is it Home Alone 1, 2, or 3? It's got to be 1. Is there a 3? The I've seen 2. like a totally different yeah, kid. Yeah, totally different it? characters. What's well, lame? It can't be good then. You wrote it down after you said that one out. <laughs> I get the point. Home Alone. I'll give you both a point for that one. <laughs> All right. Which reindeer is named... That is named- surprising. I know, right? That's... I... I mean, yeah. I, I was surprised. It's a that. great one, though. I mean, so, I laugh to this day. So, uh, which reindeer is named after the German word thunder? Oh, you're you're German. You don't know what thunder is. Well, you have. I feel like nine, I used to. Is there nine reindeer? How many? On yeah. comet, on I don't know what it is. Blitzen. <laughs> I feel Donner. like that would be Blitzen. Sounds right. Sounds like a thunderous. Sounds a Blitzen. Sounds like a thunderous yeah, it's word. Definitely not Cupid. Donner and. Blitzen. It's not Rudolph. I'm going to say Blitzen. No, I'm saying things out loud. <laughs> Look what you did. It was a purpose of the... Why do you have to write it down? Blitzen. Is that your guess, too? Comet. It's a Donner. Oh, really? Who would ever thought that? What are the... Trivia this. What are the nine reindeer names? It's Donner, Blitzen, Comet, Cupid... Dasher, Dancer, Prancer. Vixen? Vixen. Rudolph. Somebody's, li- somebody's listening to this. Let me Google it. I think Rudolph quick. came later. <clears throat> it was like a marketing thing. Yeah, but that, he, Rudolph makes it an odd number. Yeah. Because they're two by yeah. two by two by two. Yeah. He makes it the odd number. I must count You're missing. Well. Okay. I'll look it up while you guys look. Uh, think of this next one. What was the first U.S. state to declare Christmas an official holiday? Can we have the year? I don't have the year. <laughs> well, what's the most festive state? Oh my god! What are you putting down? You think so? I, I was definitely thinking East Coast. I had no guesses on this one, so. I'm going to put this one. Because <laughs> of your Baltimore theme. Okay. What's your guesses? Tony says Massachusetts. Brian says Maryland. It was Alabama. I was just thinking. Okay. Hmm. Okay, the reindeer is Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. I feel like we said all those. And we did say. Okay. So, um, let's see. I have one more. What's the score? Um, four to one. I think you just put extra marks on Tony's. No, he got Coca-Cola. He got... Uh, All right, Chicago. go ahead. I lost, so yeah, you did. What country? What country does eggnog originate from? <laughs> These sounded really easy when I looked them up. Close, but no. Brian said Poland. That's wrong. Is it Germany? No. England. That's not how, okay. First of all, that clue was terrible because how is Poland close? To I don't know. It's over on that side of the world. It's in Europe. England, England is an England is an island. When you said close, I figure okay, it's going to border Poland, which Germany does. Uh, okay. England does not, because again, once again, it's an island. 
Okay. Well, that's all I got. I'm glad you guys had so much fun we, playing my game. Yeah, we really sincerely Tony, appreciate it. Tony you. won four, and Brian had one point, so. I would have never thought going into this that I was going to win a trivia game. You seem, both of you always seem to know, like, a bunch of. Random things. Yeah. Because so. they're completely random. Well, I'll have well this was about Christmas. So so next next for next next time I do something like this I need it I can't have like a category it just needs to be a oh no it can be a category okay but, uh, fantastic well thanks for the recaps today and for participating whether you wanted to or not in my trivia game always would like to so, participate wishing everybody a merry Christmas and happy New Year. Let me get my paper out so I this can read has, it. This has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of M&M Service Company. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and pod, on Podbean or your supported podcast app. Bye.